one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Match Ball. The Matchball 30 is sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. With me, Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. Scunthorpe midweek then. We'll deal with that first before we head off to, uh, to Carrow Roads and, uh, and Norwich. The Rumbelows Cup. It's time to right the wrong of last season after coming so close. Let's get to Wembley. And lift that trophy. What do you reckon? We're winning the league on the weekend. Now we're now we're failing to even win the bloody Rumbelows Cup. Yeah, the fourth division Scunthorpe, and we could only muster a nil-nil. Not a weakened side either. No. How do you feel about Whitlow not even getting a run out in this one? Surely it would have been the chance to bring him back in. And, and he's not. I mean, we all know already he wasn't being saved for Norwich. So what? What on earth was he doing on the bench still? It's a big question, isn't it? Wilco's got questions to answer. Wilco out. But was, as always, he was being pragmatic about this, though. At times, there was nothing between the sides. And in circumstances like that, you're always happy to get a draw and a clean sheet. And a hamstring injury for Strachan. Great. <laughs> Why didn't we play a week inside? I mean, we've not got much depth, have we, is the thing. Because we, we do already have a, a fair number of injuries. But yeah, 48-year-old Gordon Strachan just continually playing games. I guess we could have seen that coming. Mm, yeah, they did hit the bar as well. Batty tried uh, heading it back to John Lukic, but thankfully it didn't go in. But mind you, there's the second leg at Ellen Road, start of October, so let's look look ahead to that and uh, a better day. We will probably beat them, but still. Yeah. You don't have to go scunthop in midweek to not see any goals, do you? No. Well, matters at hand, Carrow Road and Norwich City, where we will see goals, although Strack is out with that injury, which is really, really annoying. And in comes uh, the lesser spotted... Imre Varadi. Mm. Forgotten about him. Yeah, it, it does kind of underline what you were saying about us not having much squad depth when we go from uh, how quickly we go from Rod Wallace and Gordon Strachan to Imre Varadi filling in. And just the complete lack of match practice as well. It's like when Shuck came back and he played 35 minutes in the reserves and then was starting on the weekend. It's They're strong lads though. They don't need to be messing about with warm-up matches to stick them in the team. <laughs> Varadi knows what he's doing. He's about 47 years old, been with uh, Wilkinson at Wednesday and then Signed for us, sort of, he he, uh, he only came because Ian Baird had his little fit after we signed Chapman in the promotion season and took himself off to Middlesbrough in cutting off his nose to spite his face, so we had to go and get... I love, I don't love that um, Baird left and uh, he still um, helped us get promoted in the end with his first his goals before he went and then 
playing for Middlesbrough on the, the final day. But I do like that Wilco's attitude is going like, I'll go get Ray. <laughs> Fine. You can always find a £50,000 striker who played for him before. Well, I've already got John Pearson. May as well go get Shutty's here. Go get Ray. Well, he's in the side, first game in a year, but is he ever going to be hitting the dizzy heights of Gordon Strachan? Because Strachan, well, he's got he's, he's got the secret formula, hasn't he? He knows how to stay on top of his fitness. What is it? Seaweed pills, which he does reveal in the Evening Post. He initially started taking, because they were given to him by Bobby Charlton, who bought them for hair loss, and they didn't work. No. But he thought he liked them anyway. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I guess it might stop hair loss, because Bobby Charlton, he was kind of bald, but in 1966, wasn't he? Whereas Gordon Strachan has still got a, a thick mop of hair. So maybe the seaweed pills just were a bit too late for him. Yeah. I mean, Charlton kept what he had, didn't he? I suppose so. He didn't get any balder. And then people, that's true. People talk about, you know, Charlton as being this great national hero and stuff. Drug pusher. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on at Old Trafford. Legends of the game. Pushing drugs on young Scotsmen. Legal drugs, um, because they are seaweed pills. But he misses this when one. He, when he said seaweed, I bet he did little air quotes, did Bobby, did Bobby Charlton. <laughs> did you, is that right? Got some of these seaweed pills. Well, it was 1988, wasn't it? He's picked them up at a, a warehouse off the M62. <laughs> well, remember, if you've been watching... Raving in a field. Watching Grange Hill, just say no, kids, remember that. Strachan is out in this one. Fingers crossed the injury is not as bad as first feared, but in his absence, David Batty has handed the armband. What I mean, what an honour. What a surprise as well. You thought um, McAllister might have taken it. I think if Fairclough was fit, he's normally been the, the, the stand-in. John um, McClellan just not experienced enough to take it on. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, David Batty, I don't know if he's, I can never remember which one of him or Speed is the youngest, but they're pretty much much of a muchness. And um, he takes the armband. To captain me on town club made it greatest day of my life. Even better than when I played for England. We put in some tasty tackles. Which as were well. marginally yeah. better than when it was two for one on chicken in go op. Anyway, Lukic, Mel Sterling, Dorigo, Batty, McClellan still at the back because, well, Chris Fairclough looks to be broken now. Chris White, Imre Varadi, Steve Hodgley, Chapman, McAllister, and Speed with Shot and Whitlow on the bench. Norwich lining up with Brian Gunn, Paul Blades, Ian Butterworth, Rob Newman, Robert Ullathorne. Mark Bowen, Ian Crook, David Phillips, Robert Fleck, Dale Gordon and Rule Fox. Dave Stringer their manager. But Dave Benson Phillips in the midfield or is that someone else? Yeah, I think it's the same, same one. Same guy, cool. Uh, anyway. Rob Newman is the uh, comedian from the Mary Whitehouse <laughs> experience as well. Just in case you were wondering about that too. Robert Fleck is uh, Roberta Flack's brother. <laughs> Do you think we were the better? Dale Gordon is also uh, nicknamed Flash. Do you think the Royal Fox is cruelly hunted? And uh, also was seen going through my bins. Do you think we were the better side in this one? <laughs> better than Norwich. Yeah. Yeah, I should have scored more. Shouldn't have gifted them some goals, should we? Um, bit disappointing, but at the end of the day, we've come out of this. I mean, 2-2 draw, we've come out of it and still unbeaten. It's Norwich though, isn't it? We should have. Mm. I mean, the first goal, it's this fancy playing out of their back nonsense that we've got to stop. That's what's cost us here. It was, it was weak this by speed though. There's a, I mean, they said talking about the crunching challenges. David Batty somewhere in the right back area puts one in on someone, but um, it's caught by the camera as it pans away, so you don't see who his victim is or whether they make it through the night or not. But um, the ball does end up sort of over in our left back position. It goes across our back four. Always dangerous to play it across your uh, your area, isn't it? And, and speed quite deep in our half, just sort of taps it to to Dale Gordon. Yeah, everything's going quite well, and then as speed is supposed to be starting a counter attack, he just gives them the ball. 
which isn't what he's supposed to do. No, and he, he one-twos it with rural fox of sorts on the edge of the area, and he's just, well, he runs through from deep, doesn't he? Nobody tr- seems to attract him. I think it's meant to be Steve Hodge, but it looks like you can just see it right on the edge of the picture. You can see Steve Hodge running into someone. So I think someone has managed to just get in his way, and it was his man. I mean, he was probably behind him anyway. It's all just a bit of a mess from the moment, Speed. Uh, this is one of the times when his kind of inexperience shows through. This is only the, the start of his second full season in the first team because he came into the team second half of promotion, played pretty much every game last season. So he's got a lot of minutes under his belt, but he's still, he does still have these kind of lapses where you go, like, oh yeah, he's, he's a bit of a kid, isn't he? And redemption isn't far away from him, in, in fairness, in this game. So mm-hmm. we can we can kind of, we can chalk off this mistake, I think. Well, it all kicked into life in the final third, didn't it? Their goal there, 59 minutes. Uh, first goal that we've conceded in nine hours and 15 minutes. That's a lot of time. Doing all right. John McClellan doing a sterling job at the back with Chris White. It's kind of an, it is an annoyingly sloppy goal to concede after this this long. You kind of you want it to be someone cutting through you with a bit of amazing play or maybe a penalty or a free kick or something. You, something you can't do much about. Like Roy Wegley did last year or whatever. Yeah, something like that. This just feels a bit like ugh, not fair. But yeah. it's cancelled out soon enough. Yeah, three minutes later, sixty-two, and we uh, we draw level. I mean, what a beautiful little routine this is. Uh, it's just slightly over to the right, so perfect for a left footer, a free kick just outside the edge of the area, and a sort of a, a little one, two, three, and Dorigo then just thunder bastards it into the into the top corner. Unstoppable. It's a, it's Sterling Thunderbasts. This is more this has got a bit of a swoop. There's a swerve and a mm. curl away from Brian Gunn into the top corner, which is a little bit special. This is a really good free kick. Yeah, yeah it's nicely working. It's Sterling pretending to Thunderbastard at first, isn't it? He runs over it, but then it's McAllister just nudges it left to speed to change the angle a bit, and then uh, yeah, that yard just makes all the difference, doesn't it? it? Opens it up along the edge of the wall. Yeah, and then Dorigo smacking it into the top corner, and he put he put his foot right through it, and he's proving to be uh, worth every penny at the minute. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
10 minutes later, happy days, we, we go in front. Speed, making up for his error. The header to control this, to bring it down to himself, is absolutely superlative. I mean, I, uh, superb, sorry. I don't know if he actually connects with the shot really cleanly. He doesn't hit it as hard and cleanly as we've seen him strike a ball, but it still goes in, and that's the important bit. And I think you're underrating Chris White's magnificent assist. Which yeah. is, I mean, this comes from a goal kick that Brian Gunn just knocks into the centre circle, and Chris White heads it so hard. It actually turns into a through ball, and... I think it looks like the left back is probably playing speed on um, and he just runs through and he completely catches them unaware. Yeah, he's on the opposite side, isn't he? He just catches them totally blindsided. We talk a lot about Gary Speed as a young player again, trying to learn from Gordon Strack. And I won't be surprised if he's popped up on seaweed pills as well, probably up to his eyeballs in whatever else. <laughs> Bobby Charlton's been uh, sending over the Pennines. But um, we saw against Liverpool that Strachan had that first touch um, header to put him through one-on-one with Grobelar and Speed basically does a very similar thing. First touch with his head to put him through with Brian Gunn, but uh, finishes it into the bottom corner. So he's you can see the influence on him from uh, his better, elder, shorter mate. That The amount of control within that header is just brilliant because it could go anywhere. that Because it is dropping out the air, isn't it, from that, that Chris White. It's looping. It's what you describe as looping. And comes down probably at terminal velocity it's gone that far in the air but speed yeah just he just cushions it into his own path and absolutely brilliant uh, way that he finishes it but uh, we bollocked it up a few minutes after that haven't we and they draw level on 75 so what the hell's happened here someone managed to not mouth Sterling over that's what happened mm. Robert Rob, Rob Newman uh, just manages to muscle him out off the ball and then it's uh, it's crossed and Gordon's pretty much unmarked once again it's pretty, this time from about five yards out Pretty piss weak from Mel, though, really, isn't it? He's sort of back He's got towards to be standing up to that. Yeah, back towards his own byline in the deep in the right back position, isn't he? And then he needs to a, bulk up. <laughs> just a little bit of a a little bit of a scuffle over the ball, and he goes down far too easily about this. Maybe he was unbalanced. That's what we'll put it down to. And yeah, he just digs it across, and um, Gordon puts it in, which is a bit of a shame. Bit of a shame because it's left Man United six points clear at the top, which is bollocks. Yeah, and it's kind of it feels like it's our, our own fault as well because we've scored two really good goals. We've given two. Pretty shit ones away. But um, yeah, Wilco says, if anyone had told us before the season started that we would have 20 points from 10 games, we would have settled for that. When you take into account the injuries we've had, overall, it is a satisfying start, which has given us a sound foundation to build on. And he he's hiding some of his, uh, his happiness, as he often does, because he always says two points a game. As long as you're getting two points a game, you'll get You'll get something good. You'll get a reward for that if it's when it drops below that. So 20 points from 10 were exactly on Wilkinson's target and his uh, his thoughts about how far ahead, you know, scum have it being six points clear, kind of irrelevant. You get two points a game, doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. I mean, that's a quarter of the season down to all intents and purposes and still unbeaten. So we're sitting in a really nice position. I mean, other results from, from this weekend, Chelsea 2-2 with Everton. Coventry beating Villa 1-0, Palace 2-2 QPR, Liverpool 1, Sheffield Wednesday 1, uh, Luton drawing the same score one all with Notts County, Man City losing to Oldham, there's an interesting one, Norwich 2 leads 2 as we know, Forest 2-2 also against West Ham, Sheffield United 0-0 against Wimbledon, Arsenal going to the Dell and thumping Southampton 4-0 with Tottenham 1, Man United 2, that's quite a significant one as well because Tottenham were just starting to sniff around us and with their games in hand they were looking dangerous and they've still only played 8 games which weirdly is the the fewest in the division uh, for whatever reason. But 
They're on 16 points down in seventh. Man United top on 26 and we are six points behind them. 10 games played, 20 points on the board, miles away from Sheffield United who are bottom with six. Ha! Four Desmonds on one Saturday. Strange that, isn't it? Four two two draws. Yep. In other news, Leeds United, best behaved supporters in the land. Don't know if you've heard. We've changed, haven't we? Gordon Strachan said it. Said we're a changed club from when he arrived and... Being dead nice to everyone is part of it. No disorder anymore. We're just a nice, a good, honest bunch of lads going away and having a little, maybe one can mm-hmm. on a train and then um, I mean, coffee when you get to the pub. I mean, the, the forerunner of that was probably when we went to Chelsea and we did some renovations of their, their stadium for them, didn't we? Well, yes. It's the Chelsea trip that has uh, inspired this. There's a letter from Chief Superintendent Ron Johnson of the Metropolitan Police and I believe we uh, we have a recording of that London police officer <laughs> reading his remarks about our uh, supporters out. Over the past few seasons, your fans gained a reputation for crowd disorder. Obviously, as I was planning the policing of this particular fixture, I took this into consideration. As it happened, my fears were unfounded. With only a few minor exceptions, the Leeds fans were well behaved and caused us few problems. It's good, and I think we, we also... Um, it was a few weeks ago, but at Old Trafford, Greater Manchester Police, they're, uh, I don't know what rank he is, but Ivor Jolly. What a name that is. Sounds like he's got a made-up name, but certainly um, uh, he also had some some great comments, this uh, this Manchester policeman. A, a very happy Mancunian policeman. I mean, he's called he's called Ivor Jolly. He's, he's got to be a funny guy. He's not He's not going to have a real, he's going to be like, <laughs> I would imagine. The laughing policeman. The membership of Leeds United conducted themselves well in the day, and there's little doubt our efforts to get rid of the hooligan element and make an excellent progress. <laughs> not the Mancunian accent. That's, that's Ivor Jolly of the Manchester Police. I don't know how he's risen through the ranks, but um, very calming. <laughs> Meanwhile, closer to home, we've got uh, David Batty says, You shouldn't smoke because <laughs> it'll hurt your voice. And just to illustrate the fact... you shouldn't smoke a cigarette as big as this one. I was going to say, just to illustrate the fact, he's leaning on what I would say there is a a five-foot cigarette. Presumably not a real one, because that would be lethal. It looks kind of tempting. (laughs) I've never really been a smoker, but when somebody somebody, um, (laughs) presents me with a picture of David Batty leaning on a five-foot cigarette, even if it does have no smoking on the side, I'm kind of like... I just read the word word smoking. (laughs) I quite like to... To see if I could smoke that. It's a challenge. I like a challenge. Also, because it's um, the the writing goes down, you can read it. My mind kind of switches it to smoking on. Yeah, it's in like it's a away we go. But um, he's got Mel Sterling shorts on as well, by the looks of it. They are got short number. shorts with a number two on. Um, but he's wearing a nice top um, given to him by the local anti-smoking group, saying "Give kids a chance." And uh, he's quoted in this one saying, "People should smoke. They should do it in special rooms set aside." For the purpose. <laughs> well, I mean, that's smoking rooms. It's not an unusual thing. That's somebody should take David Batty to a, a local gentleman's club and show him the smoker. I mean, part of the uh, the reason for this story there is that they're saying that it's illegal to advertise tobacco on TV, but the tobacco industry still gets its name across sporting competitions like mm-hmm. football and snooker, snooker yeah. and Formula One and all that sort of stuff. And really tempting looking five foot tall <laughs> cigarettes. I think they should make it even bigger and put a man inside that and have him walking around Ellen Road. <laughs> Mr. Nicotine's here. 
Anyway, we uh, they've finally taken order of their glass down at Crystal Palace, by the way, and finished that um, shambolic stadium of theirs. And we'll be going there in October, won't we? First of October to play the game that should have happened on the opening day of the season. I hope our fans aren't well, well behaved and they need to do more renovations. <laughs> we'll reconvene then. We'll see you in a bit. The match ball. 